Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord, uh, the Lord your God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all uh, generations. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. Our Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you. Uh, that your words will encourage us, not only will encourage us, but also, Father, we thank you that these words will help us better understand who you are. And so, Father, continue to reveal yourselves to each and every one of us as we, O oh Lord, study your words today, especially, Father, uh, the experience of Moses when you told him to go to Egypt. And, Lord, we know that uh, when you told him that your name is I am that I am, you are revealing yourselves in the past, present, and future. And so, Father, uh, reveal this thing to us this morning. And, Lord, we thank you for allowing us also to remember our friends who are not here with us, brothers and sisters who are in the Philippines and also out of state, uh, because we know, Lord, that tomorrow is a memorial day. Father, we are reminded of the families of those militaries who sacrifice themselves for us to enjoy uh, freedom and democracy in this country. And Lord, I pray that you watch over them, this family who are left behind. I pray, Father, for a peace that surpasses all understanding and guide them always. And Lord, I thank you for what you will do this morning. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. So I, I told you before that the, that the video clip that uh, we just saw is, of course, uh, based from Exodus chapter 3. And this is the encounter of Moses when God told him to go to the land of Egypt to deliver uh, his people from the bondage. And so this morning's message is an introduction to uh, of course, a study of the seven ayams in the book of John. And this is, of course, uh, found in the Gospel of John. And John uh, continually demonstrated a keen of the relationship between the revelation of God in the Old Testament and also the revelation of Jesus Christ in the New Testament. And so I, I want to show you the list uh, for these seven ayams so you will just have an idea of all this. And these are the seven I am sayings of Jesus from the Gospel of John. Number one, he said, I am the bread. Number two, he said, I am the light. Number three, he said, I am the gate. Number four, he said, I am the good shepherd. Five, I am the resurrection and the life. Six, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And number seven, I am the true vine. And so, this coming Sundays, uh, we will take a look at this one by one. So we have this better understanding, not only our God the Father, but also Jesus Christ. And when we understand who Jesus Christ in our lives, we will better live as his children. Uh, we will, of course, be a, a Christian in which God will be glorified because we know who Christ is in our lives. And also as we uh, walk in this world, we have this confidence because we know that I am in our lives. And so, again, this morning... Uh, Kayla uh, said, Kaylee. <laughs> Kaylee. Uh, Kylie. Okay, Kylie. <laughs> K 
highly. Uh, I was sure, of course, that uh, the Lord Jesus Christ in our heart. And so for us to grow more in the Lord, we really need to know who Christ is. Amen. And not only as, as a Savior, but in our personal walk and everyday walk, uh, we will have this confidence that, hey, I am a child of God. And I know this, who I am, who I am. And so this morning, again, we'll, we'll take a look at the encounter of Moses when God revealed himself uh, to Moses. And as John listened to Jesus' teachings, he sensed the significant parallelism between God's announcement of his name to Moses and also Jesus' repeated announcement about his person in the I am sayings. And so in order for us to better understand the book of John, of course, one of the four Gospels, we must go back to the burning bush, to the burning bush at Sinai and examine the great I am who revealed himself to no other than Moses. And so in the book of Exodus chapter 7, verse 7, the scripture said that Moses was already 80 years old. And still God wants to use him. And so when he turned aside to examine the burning bush without being consumed, uh, he can't believe. He can't believe that God told him he was chosen to go to Egypt to help the nation of Israel to be free from the bondage. And so God wants to release his people. Now, if you will take a look in chapter 3, verse 13, he started to make an excuse. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, <coughs> indeed, he said, when I come to the children of Israel, and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they say to me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? And then, of course, uh, the Lord God said in verse 14, he said, and God said to Moses, say to them, I am who I am. And he said, thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Now, when you take a look at this I am, uh, without really understanding it, it's just like, what is that? What is that name? But, but this morning, we will take a look at the deeper meaning of what the Lord said. God the Father said to Moses, I am that I am. And so we will take a look that when, when God the Father told Moses, my name is I am who I am, he is simply saying or implying that I am the God of the past, I am the God of the present, and I am the God of the future. So we'll take a look at these three. Number one, first, this morning we'll take a look at what the Lord said, I am the God of the present. I am the God of the present. And so God was saying uh, to Moses, I am the God of now. I am the God of now, present. He was assuring Moses of the continued presence as he carried out the divine task. And so Moses, if you will obey me, if you will follow me and let the people go, of course, the Lord is saying, I will always be with you. 
My presence is always with you. And so the phrase translated, I am who I am, in the book of Hebrew or in the Hebrew word is Eye Aser Eye. You know, while I was studying this, uh, it seems to me that the language in heaven is our native Pangapampangan. It's because they have a lot of H. Heye, Aser, Heye. And so, uh, the word Heye is the first person, common singular of the verb to be. Now, it would be used in any number of normal situations. What are those? Uh, example, I am watching the ship. I am walking on the road. I am his father. I am driving. And so these are the, 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 uh, the normal situation using the word I am. Now, I want you to listen very carefully. However, when used as a standalone description, you, you heard what, what, what the Lord said to Moses? I am who I am. That is a standalone. What does that mean? I am is the ultimate statement of self-sufficiency. Not only self-sufficiency, but self-existence and also immediate presence. Now, I want you to take a look at these three. And these are the very character of the God who said, I am. Now, I want you to, to meditate upon this. The God that we worship here at Philam International Baptist Church is the I am. In other words, he is self-sufficient. He is self-existence and also, of course, he is always present. Immediate presence. Now, God's existence is not contingent upon anyone else. He doesn't need anyone. Why? He exists on his own. That's why when you ask the question, who created God? No one. And we can explain where God came from. He existed before. And so his plans are not contingent upon any circumstances. And that's why if we really put our faith and trust in the Lord in any circumstances in your life, we live a life that is what? So peaceful. Why? Because we know the God that we worship, his name is I am. You know, whatever circumstances I experience in my life, I have this joy. Amen. Why? Because the, the, the person who dwells in me, I am. And, and we will take a look. Jesus said, I am. He dwells in your heart. Now, his plans are not contingent upon any circumstances. He promises that he will be what he will be. And that is, he will be the eternally constant God. Eternally constant God. So in other words, when we hear the word constant, he doesn't change. And he will never change. He stands ever-present and unchangeable and completely sufficient in himself to do what he wills to do, to accomplish what he wills to accomplish. But, but Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Now, I, I want you to 
look carefully of what Moses said. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and that I should bring the children of Israel out of Egypt? Three times he mentioned the personal pronoun I. Have you noticed that one? You see, Moses was already concerned about what personal qualities and abilities he had to carry out this task. Now, my dear friends and brothers in the Lord, this is very important. Why? Because as Christians, we don't look at our own abilities and our own qualities to accomplish what God wants us to accomplish for His kingdom. I, who am I? Then I, and also, and that I should. My dear friends and brothers in the Lord, it is important for us to know this morning that uh, Again, we, we often look only at our own abilities when God calls us to a particular responsibilities. You see, when we, when we accomplish something because of our own abilities and our own qualities, the glory belongs to us. It, go, it doesn't go to the Lord. And that's why uh, this is an excuse in which, of course, Moses said, who am I? God is saying what Jesus said, of course, in Matthew 28, verse 20. What did Jesus say when he commissioned his disciples? I am with you always. I am with you always. This is also an assurance made by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to his disciples when he commissioned them to preach the gospel and go into all the nations. And the promise is this. Don't be afraid. Don't lose heart. Even though the Roman government is after you, the scripture said, the Lord said, I am with you always. Now, in Moses' days, did you know that a person's name was the summation of his or her character. That's why in those days when, when, when Israel will give a name to their children, it has a meaning on it. And it's very important for them. Now, if you refuse to share your name, <clears throat> this is an unwillingness to give oneself to the other person completely. But on the other hand, to give someone your name was to imply that you are giving that person some power over you. Have you noticed Moses said, what name will I say? It's very important for them. And the Lord said, say to them, I am who I am. Now, when the Lord revealed himself or his name, I am who I am, God was willingly giving to Moses a great deal of power to call his name in prayer, in proclamation, and also in prophecy. Why? It is important for us that this name I am is very powerful. That's why the Lord said to Moses, tell them I am revealing his name. He is willing. The Lord is willing and giving his name so that, of course, Moses will have that power. Now, 
God wanted Moses to go and tell the Israelite that he is a very present help. God is always available to his people. Amen. Do you believe that God is always available to his people? You see, we human beings, we're not always available. Sometimes we want to help other people, but of course our availability, uh, we, we, we fall short. But God's availability, he, he doesn't fall short. He is always available. <laughs> uh, I, I have an experience uh, one time. It's middle in the night, uh, I think exactly 12.04. My phone rang. And then I did uh, look at it. It's, I do not know. There's no name. It's unknown. And then that, that day, that was the day in which uh, we did hiking at Sedona. I was so tired. <laughs> and then 12 midnight, the phone rang. And then I did not answer because uh, in the middle of the night, you don't know who's calling. And, uh, and you know, here in America, sometimes you need to be careful. If, if one of you is calling, then probably I will answer it. Because I know you. Okay? But this is unknown. And then, but uh, I did not answer it, but he texted. And, and the text says, I need to talk to someone as up as soon as possible. Uh, you know, <laughs> I do not know him. I, I don't have any idea. It's 12 in the midnight. Uh, but my point here is this. <laughs> uh, if, if he has an emergency, I think he needs to call 911. Okay. You remember the lesson, uh, our lesson in our Bible study? If there is a crime scene, do not call the pastor. Call a cop. <laughs> if you have an emergency, call 911. Okay. <laughs> And of course, I will pray for you, and uh, uh, let's also call the cops and 911, okay? I can do nothing about if there's a crime or what, okay? Asap. Now, my point here is this. Anytime we can call God, amen? Uh, he doesn't slip. He doesn't slumber. He's always present. God is always available. He's not locked in the past with what used to be, nor he's preoccupied with the future what might be someday that he cannot, of course, be helpful here and now. That's why he said, I am the God of the present. God tells Moses and all generations to come that he is the God of the present. Number two, not only he is the God of the present, when he said, I am, he is also uh, the God of the past. Now, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all the generations. Now, uh, God wanted these people to know that he was the same God who led not only led, but also he blessed and also made covenants with other forefathers. Now, first, we'll take a look why he made mention about Abraham. Who was Abraham? We know that these are all patriarchs, okay? And so, the Israelites, did you know that they were aware of 
Abraham's significance as the chief patriarchs of the nation. And Abraham was well known and respected, listen, as a righteous man. They know him very well, and they know him and respected him as a righteous man. And so, of the three great patriarchs, he was the most shining example of a good moral and ethical conduct. And so, I am the God of the past. And this guy, Abraham, he is a righteous God. And God was simply saying, I am the God, your righteous father, Abraham, worship. I, I want you to take a look at the word worship. And Abraham worshiped me. And he is, of course, uh, a, guy, uh, a guy in which uh, God was pleased. And so he is the God of Abraham. Number two, in 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 our uh, monitor, you can see that uh, he is also uh, the God of Isaac, the God of Isaac. Isaac uh, was the least well-known of the three patriarchs. Have you noticed that one? As compared to Jacob and Abraham, if you will read the book of Genesis, he was the least well-known of the three patriarchs. He is overshadowed in Scripture by his father and also his son Jacob. Now, Isaac was given only one chapter in the book of Genesis, which he, of course, mentioned totally for something uh, he did alone. In all other places, as you read the book of Genesis, he is mentioned in relation either to Abraham and also to Jacob. Now, Isaac, in reality, is nobody compared to Abraham. And Jacob. Okay? He's the most remembered as a link between Abraham and Jacob. God was saying to his children, I am the God of the least known for those who are overshadowed by the fame of others. You, nation of Israel, even though you are a least nation, I'm, I'm not forgetting you. I know, I know your suffering. That's why I am sending Moses to you so that you will be liberated from slavery in the land of Egypt. Now, many Christians still today, they are least. Uh, don't, don't, don't think that you are insignificant. I want to encourage you this morning that you are significant in the sight of the Lord. Amen. We are significant. You are significant. Don't look down on yourself. If your friends, your co-worker, your classmate look down on you, not the Lord. He loves you and he wants best for you. Amen. You see, Jacob, again, he's not really uh, mentioned a lot. but We know him. But uh, again, God was saying, I am the God of Abraham, a righteous man. I am uh, the God of Jacob. This... Uh, uh, of course, uh, Isaac. As we as we note, of course, that uh, he is important in the sight of God. Now, number three, he said he is the God of uh, Jacob. Now, Jacob, did you know that Jacob was? Uh, uh, notoriously unrighteous. 
Have you noticed that? He was notoriously unrighteous. His life was characterized by deceit and dishonesty. Deceit and dishonesty. His name means what? Supplants. Okay. In other words, the word supplants means supersedes another by force or treachery. He was a deceiver. Now, this name reflected both his character and also his deeds. Yet, when Jacob met God at Habok or Jacob in, in chapter 32, if you will read chapter 32, when he wrestled with a man, and you, you remember the story when he wrestled with a man, and then uh, release me, and then he said, I will not release you until you bless me. Uh, and then uh, read, read that part, beginning verse 22 up to verse 30. So his character, when that experience happened, did you know that his character was changed? And and not only his character was changed forever, as was his name. No longer a supplanter, but he became known as Israel. Israel means what? Israel means prince of God. Hey, Isaac, or Jacob, I should say, you are... You are a deceiver. I know who you are, but I will change you. And so God was saying, I am the God of changed lives, no matter how evil their past. So God's name also meant that he is the God of the past. Now, my dear friends and brothers in the Lord, uh, I know that uh, we all we all have in life that is not pleasing in the sight of God. Sometimes uh, the thing that you have done still comes back and haunts you. Forget about it when you gave yourself to the Lord. Amen. Why? Because you are now a changed person. Through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, you are changed. Why? Because the God who said, I am, he is the God of the past. And number three, uh, what was that I am means? Not only uh, present, past, but also he is the God of the future. We mentioned before that the word Eyeh, and the word Hebrew, use, uh, of course, was Eyeh. It is true that it is a present tense verb of being. It is also true that the word can be translated, I will be who will be. I will be who will be future. So God was also saying to Moses that he is the God of the future. So anytime in the near or distant future, he will still God. He was telling him that he was not only here now, but that Moses needed to realize that the people of Israel and their descendants could always count on being God of the future. My dear friends and brothers in the Lord, remember this this morning. God has no limit. God has no limit. He is not bound by time. Uh, if you go back to the Philippines, they have a new word. It's not said in the dictionary. The word is only. 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 Yeah, when, when, when my nephew said only, what only? 
unlimited uh, uh, unlimited rice, <laughs> unlimited data. You know, they they always download. You know, so that they can use the their cell phone. They, uh, there is a program, Unli, unlimited call, unlimited. They just, I don't know, probably they are just uh, lazy to continue the word unlimited. So they just use the word Unli. Hey, we can apply that to our God. Amen. God has no limit. He is Unli. Uh, unlimited. He is not bound by time. So whatever he promised he has made in the past, he will be, of course, be kept in the future. Amen. See, think about this. Even the generation of Moses, if this generation will be gone, his promise will still be fulfilled. When God said, I will answer your prayer, he will answer your prayer. If you're praying for someone and you died before your prayer being answered, God, you know, will still fulfill it even though you don't exist in this earth anymore. He will fulfill his promise. God comes to us today and telling us that he will be present tomorrow, that uh, he will also be present tomorrow after that, and also tomorrow forever. Amen. What name will I say? Tell them, I am who I am. So when God identified himself as I am who I am, he stated that no matter when or where, he is there. Do you need him now? He's here. I don't know what is your circumstances right now, but he's just ready. You just call on him, and he's always ready. He is there. It is similar to the New Testament expression in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8. That's why this is just an introduction to our, to our study of the seven sayings in the book of John. Because in the book of Revelation, uh, the Lord said, can we read it all together? Ready, begin. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. Now, uh, this is true of him for all time. Okay? But it would, of course, have been especially appropriate for a message in Moses' day to a people in slavery, uh, in difficulties. But of course, I am was promising to free them and they could count on him. Now Moses and Aaron, if we will go back, okay? Moses and Aaron delivered the message to Pharaoh. Now, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Then this is the message. Let my people Go. And so that they may hold a festival to me in the wilderness. I am reading chapter 5, of course, verses 1 up to verse 2. And so they will hold festival to me in the wilderness. Then Pharaoh replied, Who 
he's the Lord. I want you to take note. The person who's asking is Pharaoh. And he's asking, who is the Lord? You said, the Lord God. Who is the Lord? And that's the question of Pharaoh. Now, he continues, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. Pharaoh, if you will take note, he stood in opposition to the Lord. Who is that Lord? I will not let his people go. And so Pharaoh, listen, he was not willing to concede that there was a power higher than himself. See, in those days, if you are a king, if you are a pharaoh, as if you are a god. And so he was asking this question, who is the Lord? No, I will not concede. I, I, I will not surrender to his request. He was not willing to yield his plans to the one who is so all-powerful and all-sufficient. So in essence, this is what Pharaoh is saying. Pharaoh was saying, I am who I am, and therefore I will not yield to another. Did you get the very idea of what he is saying? I am who I am, and I will not yield to another. Now, you know what? We will take a look at this closely. This seems to be the besetting sin of us as a human being. Why? Because God is the great I am, but many times we continually want to be our own I am. We make plans and determine that we will fulfill them no matter what. Even, of course, evidence to the contrary does not uh, you know, readily convince us of our weakness and contingency. Now what? One, one of Frank Sinatra's signature song, and don't sing this in the Philippines. That's what I told. I was told the song, I did it my way. <laughs> so we, we all know the final lines of this song. Okay? This song was written by whom? Paul Anka. Okay, Paul Anka. Uh, and, 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 and Paul Anka express a common refrain of mankind. At the last verse of this song, For what is a man, what he has got? If not himself, then he has not. To say the things he truly feels, and not the words of one who kneels. The record shows I took the blows, and did it my way. Did it my way. Uh, likewise, the final stanza of the poem Invictus, and this poem was, was written by William Ernest Henley. It also expresses much the same sentiment, and this is the poem. It matters not how straight the gate, how charged with punishment the scroll. I am the master of my fate, F-A-T-E. I am the captain of my isn't it sad when we say to ourselves I am when in fact there is the great I am 
who is all sufficient, who is in control of everything, and we are not. And so Pharaoh said, I will not, I will not, I will not let the people go. God is the one who can accurately describe himself as I am. Why? Because Jesus claimed the title I am for himself in John chapter 8 verse 58. And we will continue our series next Sunday. And this is what he said. Jesus said to them, most assuredly, I say to you, ha, before Abraham was, I Before Abraham was, I am. If you will read the whole chapter of this, these Pharisees and Sadducees, they were so upset because they knew exactly the I am. They want to kill him. They accuse him of blasphemy. But Christ made the claim, I am. The God who said to Moses, tell them, I am who I am. And Jesus Christ claimed before Abraham was, I am. For the rest of us, like Pharaoh, I am is a false claim to self-sufficiency. You need someone. I need someone. We need the Lord. That's why even though you have all, all the material things in this world, you're so popular, you are so cute, the cutest in this world, there's still one thing lacking in your heart. Why? Because we are not self-sufficient. Your I am and I am is not self-sufficient. We are not eternally constant or ever-present. Listen, and I will close in these words. Our only hope is to abandon claims of our own sovereignty and sufficiency and cast ourselves upon the mercy of I am. Oh yes. The moment we cast ourselves upon the mercy of the great I am, that's where we will experience freedom. Just like the nation of Israel have experience out from the land of Egypt. Who is your I am today? Is your I am yourself? Lay it aside and were the great I am to yourself. And when we surrender our lives to the Lord, huh, again, as we learn what Christ said in the book of John, the I am saying, peace, joy, that surpasses all understanding, we will experience. Why? Because we now understand and we know who the God that we worship because he reveals himself as the God of the past, God of the present, and God of the future. Is he your I am? Our Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your words today. Thank you, Father, for enlightening us. And thank you for your continued revelation. And thank you for revealing yourself, O oh Lord, to us and your will. And for giving us the knowledge 
Most of the times, we're just like Pharaoh. We think we can do it. We, we, we think we can accomplish many things without you. Lord, I thank you so much that you are our God. So this morning, Father, we surrender everything to you. We come to you, Father. We acknowledge that without you, we can do nothing. So, Father, as we continue in this series of studies and sermon, I pray, Father, that you will uh, continue to give us wisdom and understanding. And, Lord, thank you so much for what you will do. I am praying, Father, for your children who are sitting. And I know, Lord, they have their own decision. I know, Lord, that uh, in their lives, many times they they consider themselves as I am. Lord, help them to realize that it's you, O oh Lord, who is the great I am in our lives. Father, thank you. Bless the rest of our worship today. For in Jesus we pray. In Jesus' name.